0: Welcome to another episode of WVU Marketing Communications Today. Coming to you live from West Virginia University, the syndicated show that sits squarely at the intersection of data-driven decision-making and modern marketing practice. And at least today, there's a little dancing going on in the room here. I don't know, Cindy's uh, Cindy's digging this music here.
1: I'm digging the music.
0: <laughs> Welcome, Cindy Greenglass, our host for today here. Uh, what are you going to talk about today? Yeah, I think you're going to talk something about seo initiatives and why they fail
1: oh well you know Laurie beasley who's going to be our guest today is going to share with us um, some best practices and in fact anything done badly fails right even the best uh, motives the best media and the best channels if not created right an executed right will not be successful so well that assumes that i understand
0: what seo is i still think it's a black art and i think people just think well anything i can do wave a wave a a magic wand uh, (coughs) rub a rabbit's foot anything i can do it's better than doing nothing because i really don't understand how to do this at all
1: well paul you're in for a treat then you and our listeners who also may be scratching their head and aren't familiar with seo we're going to learn a lot Our guest today is Lori Beasley. She's co-founder and president of Beasley Direct and Online Marketing, and she provides both inbound and outbound marketing services for lots of different channels and tactics, not just SEO. She provides content creation, email marketing, social pay-per-click advertising, Amazon marketing services, web design and even traditional direct response or direct marketing. She is very successful in both B2B and B2C. She serves as president and online marketing certification instructor for the Direct Marketing Association of Northern California, so she's out in your time zone, Paul. And she also speaks on online marketing and demand gen topics for lots of different marketing organizations including DMA, BMA, and AMA. And I believe she has been on another program in the podcast series that's not part of WVU, but has been part of the uh, ongoing sales marketing. So we're really thrilled to have Laurie join us today. And Lori, I want to welcome you to our show.
2: Thank you so much, Cindy. I'm very happy to be here today.
1: It's a pleasure to have you. And let's start out by addressing Paul right away Uh, Whether you are a novice, whether you are uh, a social media or digital native, or whether you're Paul, let's start by making sure our audience is grounded in what SEO is, and can you give us a definition that we can all work off of?
2: SEO stands for search engine optimization. You know, basically, Google indexes websites based on search ranking factors, and what they want to do is when a searcher is looking for something looking for an answer looking for a product looking for a solution they're typing something a, a keyword, a key phrase into Google and Google needs to serve up an answer or a result for that and in order to do that they need to be able to index websites offering solutions or answers or products and in order to index your site To provide your site as an answer for that they need to be able to index your site and there are research ranking factors that allow Google to do that there are several different search ranking factors there's technical factors there's content factors and there's inbound link profile factors that tell Google that you have the solution the product or, or you are the authority on that problem, that product, or that solution that that person is looking for. And they should serve you as a, a resource or an answer for that search.
1: Okay? That's great. Okay. So we have always also heard SEO as referred to as free and SEM as referred to as paid. Is it fair to say that SEO is Free versus we pay for those rankings
2: well it's free in that Google does not charge you for the SEO rankings that is correct although there is a cost I would imagine and I I think there is a cost to the company to make sure that they are doing all the things that they should be doing to maintain their website to conform to the Google search ranking factors and what are those costs? Well, the costs are really in their marketing and their website development department to learn and keep up with Google search ranking factors, to write the copy and conform the website to the technical factors, and to make sure that they're always perceived as an authority and have inbound links that from authoritative sources linking to their site. There is a cost center in marketing, and, and unfortunately, there often isn't. And that that um, falls by the wayside in many companies.
1: Aha, uh-huh. so that's one of those action items for us is to make sure that we understand and have people involved and take it seriously just because it's not uh, part of your advertising, quote, budget. You need to focus on SEO with the same diligence as a business. You've that's, been involved right. in auditing and correcting websites, search engine optimization issues for some time, you know. uh, You're a real expert in it and and you shared with me that what almost always spurs a call uh, to you for an SEO or a website audit project is a dramatic drop in website traffic or leads. Why would you think that is happening?
2: Well, it goes back to neglecting the site. Well, it can happen for two reasons. Google does do updates in their search algorithms and there have been over the last few years some pretty major updates and if anybody's been following them, they have had some funny code names, Hummingbird and things like that, Penguin. And with each of those updates, if people weren't paying attention to them, there've been some pretty disastrous falling off the cliff of search results for companies. And they were scrambling to catch up and make changes to their sites to catch up with those updates. Those major updates have sort of slowed down. Now, they haven't gone away. Uh, In fact, Google is starting to make some more rumblings about more page speed and mobile conformity. And there's some things coming out in July uh, around that that are also going to create some problems but we can get to that in a second. But recently, and I would say in the last year, what we've been running into is just poorly maintained sites. And the scenario that we see very consistently, and this is true of big companies and medium-sized companies, and it's very true of small-sized companies, but even big-sized companies that are very well resourced, is there's a big scramble all the time to always be putting up new product information, new content, new new this, new that, new trade show information, just always a rush. And marketing and the web development team are always rushing, rushing, rushing to keep up with product information. But they're not properly trained on Google search ranking factors, and so they allow the website to be put updated sloppily and they allow mm. technical problems to happen and grow that become obstacles for Google to index the site duplicate duplicate uh, pages they allow 404 errors they don't put alt tags on their images they don't do their meta descriptions properly They don't integrate their keywords properly on their on-page content. And when you don't do those things properly, Google can't index them. And and it cannot serve you as a result for the search. And so you're, you're not helping Google and you're hurting yourself when you're in a rush and don't structure them properly by the way that Google thinks. The other thing that almost always is true is um, there's some tools that we have that objectively analyze sites based on their link profile that as mm-hmm. google looks at a site and and who is linking to the site is it or is, does the site have authority our, our educational institutions or governments or associations or consumer advocates or influencers linking to the site and recommending this site as a source of authoritative information on this topic. And if they're not, then Google's saying, Huh, maybe this isn't the best site to offer as a solution on this problem or this topic. And so we often will sometimes do the link building for our clients and identify targets and do this link building, we'll identify these educational government influencers and offer content on the sites and ask them to link to it to build this link profile or we'll train our clients to do this. It takes some pitch man work to do it, but it's important to do yeah. it. Yeah.
1: You can definitely see there's a lot to learn there and clearly this is there there is a lot to do and it's highly technical and If you don't have the skill sets, then for sure you need to find someone who does, like Lori and her company, um, but to pay attention to it and um, there's lots of terminology you use there that may be new to our audience so we will definitely want to be sure that we you know, maybe have a follow-up questions where people may want to ask and and they can reach out to you if they have questions after our program. We're going to have a break in a minute here and and Paul's going to do an on-air commercial, but while we're on break, I want to put a question out to you to think about. Sometimes you've said that the web development group doesn't get Google. You know, that's a rather provocative statement and and when we come back I, i'd like you to tell us you know what do you mean by that and 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 you know it, is everything about google does this really matter for us and, and and why is that so important so if laura you'll think about that while we're um on break and paul i'm i'm going to send it back to you for a quick conversation here
0: and we'll make it a quick conversation because we're this is really interesting stuff here as is the West Virginia's online data marketing communications program. It really is the first of its kind in the country, the only one I know, the first graduate program that helps focus on strategic thinking, critical problem-solving, and informed decision-making. The data marketing communications program prepares you for a career by learning these innovative tactics from award-winning faculty like those presented here today. If you want to learn more, you know the letters to do it, DMC dot wvu.edu that stands for the data marketing communications program at West Virginia University and can I ask one question before she answers yours here sure I just want to know is this really something that we can do ourselves as small businesses or as big businesses because my experience with SEO is is it doesn't stand for search engine optimization it stands for still exasperated and often (laughs) i don't seem to understand the process like she's saying building links and all the stuff so is it something that we can do ourselves or is it really just something we need an expert in like Lori here
2: is that a question for Lori to answer here?
0: I'm going to ask Lori that question. I'm mean, I, I guess I'm I guess you're you're biased on the topic here, <laughs> but it, but do you advise people how to do it themselves, or you just say get out of the way and let us do it for you?
2: Well, I run a certification program in digital marketing, so I'm a big believer in training. And in fact, I'm such a believer in training that we often, when we do an SEO audit for our clients, we add. We as an agency tack on a training module to it because we're very well aware that we may get a site up to a certain standard as a one-time audit. If the team isn't trained on how to keep it going, they're going to fall back to bad habits again. So I think we are a pretty unique agency in that regard. We don't believe in a black box, but many agencies don't have that attitude. So
0: many of them just treat it like a black box and a black art, and uh, you know, it's so complicated I can't even begin to explain it to you. Or when I do, I just make you feel so stupid that I immediately (laughs) tell you, this isn't for you. goes to Cindy's question, who asked your question again here, because I think what leads straight into that here.
1: Yeah, um, so when you say, Laurie that the web development group doesn't get Google. I mean, I have a website company that hosts my website. We create the content. We give it all to them. They do the website updating, etc. cetera. And I don't even know half the terminology you were u- just using, so I don't even know if the folks that we use are get Google or understand the importance of it. So share with us why that's such a big deal.
2: If I did an audit on your site, I bet I would find a lot of problems. And the reason is that you literally need someone like my team does, that reads Google updates every day, <laughs> and and has been doing that for five to ten years, because it's a, a cumulative database of knowledge, what Google's looking for in, in their algorithms, and there are so many different factors between page speed, size of images, different things about how the the website is constructed, the architecture, the indexability, the cleanliness of the architecture. And what I mean by cleanliness is, are there four or four errors? Are there duplicate pages? Are there duplicate page descriptions? Are the meta descriptions, this is kind of a combination of web dev and marketing, but are the are the meta de- descriptions and the meta titles written in a way so that the keywords are indexable by Google? And a lot of them are written very floppily so that Google can't pick up the keyword in them. I can tell you that every single website and for companies that have very good web dev companies that they've outsourced to that we've ever audited, we have found no less than two or 300 errors in the sites just because they don't know what to look for and they don't know what to keep clean because they don't know what Google's looking for. They don't understand it.
1: Tell us a little bit, I I want before we leave this topic, um, whether you're a novice or an expert in search, obviously there is a lot to learn and you did mention you have a certification program, whether it's your, let's say you don't live in the Bay Area I live in Chicago. People our listeners could be from all over the country. Are there certification programs that are offered through organizations similar to yours? And uh, do you think that's a good place to start to get um, just grounded in some of the basics even if this is not going to be your area of expertise?
2: Udemy has courses. My certification program that I offer through the, the DMA org is offered across the country. It's all live online, and it's all recorded. People can, can uh, purchase the recorded courses. The SEO courses are taught by Andreas Ramos, who's written the best-selling book on SEO, highly qualified instructor. I haven't looked at who else is offering courses recently to be able to name any others, but those are the two that I, I think have the best content. is our our program and Udemy. Great. Thank
1: you. Let's stay on the topic now. We're talking about search. And yes, we are part of whether you're an integrated marketing communicator, whether you're a a data-driven marketer, um, there's metrics. We're all being measured. And Mm -hmm. search is being measured just as other channels are. And can you share with us what you would consider the top, let's say, the top three metrics that we should be paying attention to and, and why you would choose them.
2: Yeah, so <laughs> it's what's interesting to me is many companies don't even have their Google Analytics and their Google Search Console set up configured properly. So that's number one, get those set up and get them configured prop- on your website. And if they're not, call us up and we will do that for you as a small consulting project and get reports set up sending to you. And then secondly, um, set a goal for what keywords you want to be searched on, and then start to figure out whether you're being searched on those keywords. And if and if your keywords are not showing up in the first three positions in organic search on Google, and and be wary. Don't just look at it on your computer because. Google will serve results to you and to your computer based on your, your search parameters. And so if you've been searching on your company or on your products on your computer, they're gonna show your company's results as probably first on your computer. So you need to use an objective third-party tool like mm-hmm. Screaming Frog or SEO Moz just to show you average search positions for keywords. And then if your company is not showing up in the first three positions for the keywords that you think you should be searched on, you've got a problem. So then you need to set about and figure out how to solve that problem. That is an SEO project, and you tackle it sort of one by one. Resolve the technical issues that are hindering Google from indexing your site. You solve the content issues, the meta descriptions, the meta titles, and the on-page content issues that are causing the keywords not to be picked up and recognized and indexed properly by by Google. And you solve the inbound link profile issues that are causing Google to say, hmm, these guys really aren't the authority on this. And you just pick away at, at those problems and start solving them until you are being offered as a solution for those keywords. Great.
1: I think Paul has a question he wants to um, ask you based on your input here.
0: I do, and, and maybe it's the final question of today here because we're down to the last couple of minutes here. What do we lose by not doing this? I think so many of us just think, well, yeah, it could be better, but it's okay. And I don't think we realize what we're losing by not doing all the things you're talking about. Any ideas, any any studies, yeah. Any any statistics?
2: You lose a lot. Organic search, leads that come in through organic search tend to convert 60% higher than other leads. They tend to be the lowest cost per lead as measured against other channels. Um, So remember that someone who is searching on a problem, they are top of funnel. They have a problem, they need a solution they are the very top of the funnel you sure want to catch them as they are in their research mode looking for companies to solve their problem Um, because they are the most likely to convert first out of any other lead channel that you're going to be pursuing the middle and the bottom funnel those are the longest lead time the most expensive and the hardest leads to get find the attention of, to convert over time, and the most expensive, so get the ones at the top of the funnel. You be the one to get them instead of someone else, because I promise you, someone else is going to snag them if you don't.
1: So if this goes to what we would sometimes call, quote, low-hanging fruit, right? Mm-hmm. So go after yep. the people who have a need, they're looking for a solution, you've got the solution, it's kind of like, you know, they say if a tree falls in the woods and nobody hears it, you know, did it really fall? So you need to be seen, you need to be top of the of, of mind. If I'm searching for a good SEO expert and I type in SEO expert, I want Lori to come to the top of those search results because you certainly know your stuff, Lori. So um, thank you, Paul, for the question. We have just a couple of minutes left, and I want to tackle one more question. We have one minute left, so Lori, it's a quick answer here, I'm sorry to say. But we have heard that starting July 1, just in a week, Google's gonna require all newly registered domains to have a mobile first designed page when launched. Can you give us a really quick um, sound bite on what that means and what somebody should do right this minute?
2: Ah, yeah. Um, mobile first is not a quick sound bite. There's all kinds of things that fall in the the mobile first sort of description, but it's a website that is built to be optimized for mobile first. In other words, all image responsive. All images load within the prescribed load time that Google has prescribed. It meets all their page speed requirements, yada, yada, yada. Uh, there's all kinds of information on the web about that, and this is for new websites, new URLs. But don't be surprised if all websites will not have, if Google doesn't announce that this be a requirement for all websites to be indexed, not too far down the road as well and in other words there will be a time when google will say if your website is not mobile optimized we will not index you anymore i'm telling you that is going to happen
1: so that's the big takeaway if you haven't optimized your website for mobile google's going to pull the plug and you will not be able to be seen Um, so thank you Lori. this is a very quick road trip we've taken on search and digital with laurie beasley we appreciate your time please look up laurie if you have additional questions we would like to ask and follow up check out screaming frog i love the name or moz m-o-z paul will send it back to you we hope everybody has a great rest of your day
0: you've been listening to another episode of wvu marketing communications today Brought to you by the good folks at West Virginia University and the Funnel Radio Network for at work listeners like you.